Welcome to The Red Podcast, a place for bold, inspired, outrageously courageous, and just a tad bit naughty women leaders come together. I'm Elaine Kalila, and I'm the founder of the Priestess Presence Temple, a sisterhood of over 80,000 women. For the past 25 years, I've had the great pleasure and privilege of supporting, inspiring, catalyzing, and initiating women to remember who they are. The Red Podcast is a place where you can come to lean into your edges, listen for that which yearns to be expressed more fully through you, and to say yes to the places that probably scare you. More importantly, I'm going to be talking with some amazing women who are spiritual and grounded, and we're going to be chatting about what it takes for each one of us to step into the legacy of our purpose and fully bring it to the world that we're here to co-create. Your presence is a gift, so I say bring it. We're here to listen to your red, your leading edge, that place of evolution within you. Hope you enjoy the conversations. Hail and welcome, beloveds, to this episode of The Red Podcast. I am Elaine Kalila and I am here with an offering today that has come through me to be named the Red Mavens and Harlots. (laughs) I have been sitting this last week or so, along with all of you, witnessing what is happening in our world, witnessing the arise of yet another horrifying war. A horrifying war being led by the megalomaniac patriarchal warlords that continue to fight the same old bullshit battle over greed and power and domination and control, proving what? That they are the most powerful, that they have the most resources, that they have what? The power to harm and maim and dismember, abuse and kill the innocent. I don't know about you, but I've been sitting with the fire inside my own womb space, ignited and lit, like a beacon of light. I feel myself being called into presence, awakening to this question of what can we do? The conversation that I've been having in this last week with all of the women that I know is this feeling, this place of there must be something we can do and the powerlessness that comes up in the face of such immense, disgusting violation of humanity and the powerlessness that seems to come up inside of us where we say, I don't know what to do. And so it's that question that I'm sitting with. And I brought that question inside meditation to the Magdalene, to the red women who have come before us, who have faced such atrocity throughout history and who have been women throughout all time, who have stood up to the powers that be, who have spoken when others would not, who have stood when others would run away, who have held the lineage lines of the remembrance of who we are when others were too scared and burnt the books or hid them. Women who have all throughout history and into this present moment decided and chosen to do the outrageous thing, to do the most alive thing in the face of atrocity, in the face of degradation, in the face of abuse. And so I call upon all the lineages of the women 
to be with us now, the grandmothers and the mothers before them, all the ones in your ancestry who went through war and famine, all the ones who went through the witch hunts, all the ones who have gone through slavery, all the ones who have gone through all of the levels of degradation that have been enacted upon the feminine body and the earth herself. I call them all present as red mavens and this word harlot. And I want to say to you that the red maven is a face of the Magdalenas, the watchtower women who is connected into all life. All life. Red mavens stand for the power of the creative principle within every single one of us to bring forward the earth, the world, the life, the community, the family, the life that we choose to bring into creation through this holy sacred vessel that is our body that we have always been this. If you go back to the very beginning of time, the Red Mavens were the womb shamankas, the very first shamans who were creating ritual to mark the cycles of the moon, the cycles of life, death and rebirth through our bodies. From ovulation to menstruation, back to ovulation again, they marked the ritual of how our moon cycles and the moon itself were in this harmony, we're in this conversation. They made the connection that we were in conversation with the earth and the sky and the stars, that there was a relationship between all of us, between all life, that we were all interwoven and interconnected in a vast web of life. So it is unavoidable for us as women to not feel all life. When we truly come into our power and we feel our roots as red mavens, we know that we are connected through the root system, through the blood system of all bloodlines coming together to the original mother that gave birth to us all, that we are family, that we are kin. And so wherever on this planet, be it in the Ukraine or anywhere else, that our mothers and our daughters and our sisters and our children and our fathers and grandfathers and brothers are being maimed and hurt and displaced and fearing for their lives. We can't help but feel it if we are connected into our bodies. And so this is what I am calling for, the Red Mavens, the Magdalenas, the Watchtower women who have stood throughout history, stood in the face of adversity, stood in the face of all the things that would come to harm us, all the things that would come to attack us, to violate us. And they have stood for the sanctity of life. They have stood for the right for all life to exist. They have stood for the right for us to remember our humanity. The Red Maven is one of the faces of the Magdalene. There are six faces that I talk about in my work. <laughs> There are all faces of feminine leadership that are being called forward at this time on our planet. And the red mavens are the ones who hold the power of being connected to our ancestors and to all the stories and all the ley lines of this journey towards an awakened humanity, to an awakened heart of humanity through the power of knowing that we are interconnected, that we are never alone and that we are more powerful when we acknowledge our interconnection. 
And so I've been seeding visions all week about the awakening of the Red Maven consciousness, the Watchtower women who paint themselves red and stand naked with their feet on the earth, calling in the power of the earth herself, of the volcanic streams of lava and molten life force that we pull on the energy of knowing that we are here as the creative principle giving birth to all life. That is what we do inside this feminine body. And I've had this question in my heart of what would happen if millions of us, and I want you to take that in for a moment, if millions of us were to walk, millions of us to walk, to stand in our naked, raw power, red, painted, and stand in front of all of the abuses that are happening. I'm reminded of images throughout history. I'm reminded of the, the, the amazing images of women who would show their yonis, women who would show their, their bodies in an act of defiance, in an act of power, in an act of slowing and stopping down the advances of the abuse of power. And I'm not suggesting that we all get naked and do this, although all over the world there's been history of women doing this. History of women coming together and undressing themselves in the sight of madness to stop the madness. But there is something very powerful here about the feminine body that I want you to feel about the vulnerability and power that lives together within us that the Red Maven shows us this incredible power of all life force and the incredible power of the vulnerability of being in a human body that is so fragile and so resilient. And I want you to feel that inside yourself for a moment. The power of being both vulnerable, tender and soft and fierce and bold and strong because it's in that alchemy that the Red Maven, that our kind of feminine leadership lives, has always lived. It is in that place, the alchemy between those two places of softness and strength, that we find the power that we're looking for that I truly believe is what we're being called to bring to the earth. And so I want you to feel for a moment, what would it take? What vision could we hold together, my love, that we could actually come, that we could actually come into the face of this kind of misuse of power and bring our full embodied alive awake, erotic, powerful, sensual, heartfelt, warrior self. <laughs> I can feel it in my own body as I speak it, this remembrance of all of the lineages of the women who have come before me. All of those lineages of women who were part of my red-headed clan, who who cast out, who were the ones who were targeted, the ones who were burned at the stake, the ones who would call witches, the ones who were marginalized, the ones who were feared. I can't help but feeling the presence of, of Boudicca, the Icani, 
queen who stood in front of the Caesar, the Roman Empire that came to invade her and her people and her power to stand. Her power to stand to that power, her embodied self. And so I bring this to you, the Red Maven, and I want to also speak in them right now to bring in this other word that I named, which you may be questioning and saying, why would we clearly be talking about harlots in this moment when we're talking about the feminine leadership that's needed from within every one of us? Well, I want to speak to you about the harlot because this is what's real. I remember the very first time that I heard that word, the holy whore. The holy whore. What could that be? I want to unpack something with you because whore has come to mean a woman who is outside of the norms of society, who uses her body and sells it for sex and is to be shamed and is to be tabooed and pushed away as being one who has fallen out of the normal society and is to be judged as being sinful and dirty and disgusting, right? This is the legacy that we've been handed about what it means to be a whore. It's a, it's a word that we call people when we want to put them down, when we want to shame them. So imagine my delight. <laughs> literally delight when in researching the holy whore. And let's remember Magdalene, Mary Magdalene has held this position in the collective consciousness at least for the last 1500 plus years of the one who held the penitent sinful woman, the one who had been pushed out of the Christian church as being holding all of the sin of all of the women and being proof that that sinful line that started with Lilith and came through Eve and all the rest of the women went down to the Magdalene and became a legacy unto all of us to hold that she was a whore. Well, let's see. What does it mean to be a whore? Because I think at the end of this, you might agree with me that I gladly and proudly stand as a red maven and a harlot. Ishtar. The great goddess was known as the mother of harlots. Inanna was called the harlot of heaven. Hur meant cave or womb. In the Hebrew language, Hur meant light. Harlot meant womb of light. Hur, the great dragon mother, was said to live in the womb of the planet. In Egypt, we had the Hathors, the beautiful goddesses that resided in the temples of Dendara and served the goddess Hathor, goddesses of sensuality, sexuality, life force, the great mother goddess herself. The Harin, the Harin were in Babylon. The Hore were in Greece. The Hori were in Islam. And the Harlots were in Babylon and Canaan. These were the wisdom keepers, the moon womb priestesses, the tantrikas, the witches, the womb shamankas, the Magdalenas. And I want to read something for, for you 
And this comes from a sacred text known as the Thunder Perfect Mind, which was a set of Gospels, hidden Gnostic Gospels that were found in the Nag Hammadi. They were hidden and they were taken out of the Gospels as we know them in Christianity and they were hidden because they held such powerful secrets about the role of the feminine in our spirituality. So this is a section from it and I want to read it to you. It says, Holy whore, I was sent forth from the power and I have come to those who reflect upon me and I have been found among those who seek after me. Look upon me, you who reflect upon me and you hearers hear me. You who are waiting for me, take me to yourselves and do not banish me from your sight. For I am the first and the last. I am the honoured one and the scorned one. I am the whore and the holy one. I am the silence that is incomprehensible and the idea whose remembrance is frequent. I am the voice whose sound is manifold and the word whose appearance is multiple. I am the utterance of my name. I am the divine feminine. I am she who moves through all life. I am the original mother giving birth. I am the light in the womb. I am the consciousness brought all the way down into the body that reveres and holds all life as sacred. I am the remembrance of that power. I create life through my body. I am the creatrix. And I am here to remind you that all life is precious. All life is precious. All life is precious. This power that lives inside of us, that is held archetypally by the red maven, by the harlots and the whores and the harines, is an energy of transmutation. I'm going to unpack that with you for a moment. What it means is that, yes, our bodies as women have been coded right, to carry physical babies, to grow life inside of us. But it is not just babies that we birth from within us. We birth families, communities. We birth societies and cultures. We birth systems of care, and interconnection. We birth visions of how we can support and be interdependent with one another. We birth everything through us. And more than that, we are by nature able to alchemize pain and suffering into love. Through our womb of light, through bringing into us all the pain and suffering of the world, we, through our bodies, can pour out love from that pain. It is one of the practices that we, as women, know how to do innately. We're scared of it because it can overwhelm us when we try to do it alone. But what we have to remember is that we must call our sisters together, our red mavens, our harlots together to be in prayer, 
to be in these kinds of spaces where we get to transmute this energy together, where we get to work with this energy together. This is the secret behind all of it for us as women in leadership. For any any of you who are listening to this, whatever might be being sparked by this offering is to remember, is to remember that it is together in sisterhood, which is where we've suffered some of the deepest wounds, by the way, right? How many times do I get to hear from women that I work with that they're fearful of being in sisterhood, that they've been wounded by their mother, by their sister, by their auntie, that they don't trust women. This is one of the deepest weapons, the ways in which we've been weaponized against each other as women to not be able to trust one another, to not be able to actually hold our power together. This is so, so powerful to heal this place because when we come together as red mavens and harlots in remembrance of our actual power and we bring the suffering, we bring the pain, we bring all of the rage and anger inside of our own collective body and we transmute it, then we really get to change something. These are the skills that we've always had as feminine leaders. It reminds me of Eve Ensler, who I had the great honor of knowing and working with a few years ago, many years ago now, probably 10, 12 years ago. I was working with her and long story short, I was called to go to the Congo at a time where, well, there still is a war going on there. There's been a war going on there forever. But I was called to go to the Congo and long story short, I ended up meeting and working with Eve Ensler and Christine de Schreiber, who founded together the City of Joy and Dr. Mbekwege. And the City of Joy is an organization that brings in women who have been weaponized in war, who've been horrifically maltreated, horrifically abused where sex has been used as a weapon of war. And this place, the city of joy, is a place where these women come to heal, both physically and emotionally and spiritually, and to be held in the sisterhood of retrieving their power and to become community grassroots leaders to shift the culture, to shift the abuse of women where they go back into the villages and educate the other women and the men about what needs to happen in order for it to be safe to be in a woman's body, in order to find their way back into this incredible kind of leadership that is at its heart, the Red Maven leadership, the harlots, the women of light, the women who hold the lantern of light up to the atrocities to offer some other solution, some other way forward. And it makes me think of that work And for five years, I traveled to the Congo and I was part of a blessed experience of helping to support and bring some um, training to the women who were staffing the City of Joy on how to work with trauma, how to create trauma-informed care and how that could translate into their culture and what they could take from that and begin to adapt 
to become culturally significant and to be rooted in their own indigenous ways. And it was a profound Red Maven time, profound awakening for me, profound facing into the atrocities of war and the atrocities against the feminine body that had been going on for aeons. And I remember thinking to myself, the power that Eve Ensler had been bringing to the One Billion Rising movement. And this is an example of Red Mavens rising, of harlots, of whores, of harin, of hathors, all over the world, the power of what happens when women bring their dance, their aliveness, their joy, their power through their bodies into the streets. And I remember thinking how bloody brilliant it was, that it would be joy and ecstasy and power in the body through the celebration of the feminine body that would be one of the most revolutionary acts that I could ever hope to witness. And I remember participating in a number of events in San Francisco and around different areas of the world, being part of the dance, the flash mob dancing of women coming together, of learning the dance, of knowing that you were part of a billion women rising up to be seen and heard to say no more, we are here now, red mavens, we are here now. And so I wonder in this age of COVID ending, I see us dancing, painted in red, hair flying, dancing our power, our rage, dancing together, the red mavens root, creating through our dance the power that we are here now. We are watching and we are here now. And we are here, Watchtower Women Magdalenas. Remember what that means. To be a Magdalena is to be one who is the tower of strength, the watchtower, the great portal between the worlds. She who is the leader from within the heart. And so I'm painting these visions for you that you may start to see it in your meditations, that you may start to actualize it now that we can come together physically, that we come together to dance this dance, to bring it to the streets, to show the power of what is possible when women come together to awaken their root, their creative root, to say, I still am alive, I am here in this body, I am worthy of being here, and I bring my voice and my power to the situation. I'm sure I'm not alone in this vision because one thing is for sure, as we start to work with these archetypes, what happens is we start to key into a collective vision that's arising from the roots up. And the Red Maven is our roots to all life. She is our, our life right to be here. She remembers in us that we are part of a long lineage of powerful women. So I see you and I say, bring your prayers, bring your reverence for life, bring your joy, bring your wildness, bring your quietness, bring whatever it is that you can to this world. Hold nothing back, for you are needed. And so with that said, 
Whew, you can be sure that we will have more episodes coming your way with amazing women, red women, who are bringing their passion and their beauty to all aspects of life. And for today, I couldn't, I couldn't help myself but speak to the very heart of what I know we're feeling as we sit together. And so I send a prayer out right now with you as my sister, as my mother, as my daughter, as my grandmother, as my auntie, as my soul friend. I send a prayer out to any woman, child, man, elder, to all of you who are suffering in this moment, we are here and we are sending our love, pouring our love towards you, pouring the healing towards you. We are here. We are here now. And whatever action inspires you, of course, take the action, but do not forget the power of sending prayers, of sending healing to all of the beings, not just the ones who are suffering at the hands of the megalomania, but to those who are the hands of the megalomania, we must also encounter them in our prayers, in our desire to communicate with them through the power of our presence. And so it is. Until next week, please do take care of yourselves and your families and your hearts and know that you are loved and that you are connected back to the first woman that ever was and to all the wombs of light that have stood on this planet to make their presence known and to shift the direction of where we will put our energy and what we will create. And in honor of the red mavens and harlots, wombs of light, those of us who are walking as this remembrance of the red women in this frequency, I offer this transmission that came through a few years ago called Red Web Weaving in remembrance of us all. May we stand together as red mavens and harlots of light. Blessed be. Red Web Weaving there is a wisdom path deep inside your body. It weaves you back to the first woman that ever was. It weaves you to your mother and her mother and her mother before. It is a cosmic umbilical cord that rhythmically undulates from belly to belly to belly to belly across all time and space. It holds the divine encoded wisdom of your ancestors. Their stories are held in your blood. 
It binds you to every woman on this earth. It binds you to every birth and every death. It binds you to the first woman that ever was. It binds you to the great mother, Red Maven. There is a wisdom path deep inside your woman's body. This path is a cycle of mother nature and the belly of the earth, of the moon waxing and waning every month, of the seasons coming and going, of the breath entering and leaving, of creation and destruction of life and death. There is a wisdom path deep, deep, deep inside your woman's body. Just as a flower goes from tiny bud to full blooming radiant beauty and back to seed again, so does your life unfold. Each petal of your being opening, unfurling, revealing within a great beauty, depth, wisdom and grace. There is a wisdom path deep inside your woman's body. It speaks the wisdom of your feminine nature, the maiden in her first blood, the mother giving birth, the crone in her far-sighted vision. This wisdom sings of the treasures and teachings of each cycle of life. It knows you as sacred. It knows all life as sacred. It understands birth, death, and rebirth. It reveres you as the wisdom keeper of life. Red Maven. It honors you as the heartbeat of the universe. Red Maven. There is a wisdom path deep inside your woman's body. This is the path that is the seat of your sovereignty, your presence, your passion, your divine purpose. It's your very lifeblood a sacred umbilical cord that reaves from your womb to your mother and her mother and her mother and her mother before her, undulating womb to womb to womb to womb, cosmic womb tomb, out across time and space. All of us are kin. All of us born from the same mother, all blood lineages flowing together through all of the umbilical cords that connect us through all time and space. We are all kin, and red mavens hold the key to the remembrance of our bloodlines and our kinship. I want to thank you for listening to this episode of the Red Podcast. It's been an honor to have you here with us. As Red women, we are here leading from the edges of our own evolution, birthing new worlds into being through our bodies, our hearts, our minds, and our beautiful presence. If you would like to be in contact with me, I love hearing from you. You can find me on Instagram at elaine.kalila 
or over on my website, elainekalila.com. And lastly, I'd like to invite you, if you loved this episode, to go ahead and share this with someone that you think might enjoy it too. It's through us sharing our hearts with one another and inspiring one another that we reveal our red, that evolutionary edge that is just waiting to be fully expressed in all aspects of our world. Until next time, many, many blessings.